Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm doing my first in-person interview in over a year, and it is with one of your favorite guests, one of my favorite guests, proprietress of Semicolon Chicago Bookstore, Danielle Mullen. Danny, oh my gosh, you were back on, you were on the show in May. Yes. We forged... I feel like such a wonderful internet relationship. Yes, we did. And she texted me a couple days ago and said I'm in LA for three days and I said I will yeah I will go wherever you are let's do this I am so excited that we're here together hello this is a vibe you are my favorite person (laughs) it's kind of like you don't really exist and then you're here and it's like she does exist and this is the best thing I've ever felt since the cookies downstairs. Yeah. The cookies downstairs. We just came popping. from downstairs where we where where uh, Danny was indulging in some cookies. Since yes. then, I'm the best thing. Yes, since then, <laughs> you are the best thing, and you will remain so because everything else is shitty, and we I'm- recognize that. <laughs> It's so true. This is the highlight. It. Oh, I feel like. I mean, this is such a. You're vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. Yes. Yes. It feels. It feels so nice. It feels like what the world is supposed to feel like. This is what Holy I'm looking shit, forward to. Can we to. sit in front of one another and talk? Yeah. And not be like, I'm going to get COVID tomorrow. Right. And I took <laughs> I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and you're going to kill me. You're going to kill Who's me. Gonna, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's nice. And I was thinking, you know, I'm not so excited to go back to the hustle because I think that we were all sort of running ourselves into the ground. And there was something really nice about the last year yes. in that, like, it was just very slow. And... But this is what I'm so excited about. One person just sitting in a room without jumping through these like logistical hoops. Yes. And without, you know, we don't have a sheet in between us. There's no, no plexiglass no. here. And we're going to be okay because the CDC, be okay. CDC said. First it's okay. of all, They're let's messing. be clear. The CDC don't damn know. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, Fauci. They said it. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's questionable. Yeah, it's questionable. <laughs> my, I got my dad a, a mask for christmas like in his stocking that just had little cartoon fauci's on it it was very cute i love that. it was really sweet i will send you the link one of the yes, person who made it I is one that. of our listeners yes. um oh sam sos and the, the nurse who gave my dad his vaccine goes oh who's on the mask <laughs> oh, and my dad goes good to me. know <laughs> my dad just said me <laughs> first of all i like your dad yeah for that sure because girl you don't even you right. know what? yeah i know that <laughs> it's just like okay you know, I'm, I have a few questions. Should we not be, we should all be able to identify Fauci. We should all be able to identify him at this point. And you can't, and you're the one giving me my vaccine. Right. And now it's a lot happening. There's a lot. I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like, it, it just makes me feel bad again yes. about the bitch who did my lashes. It's, because I knew better. You know, you get that hint of a thing. I knew better. I know. Well, so you guys weren't here, but so I walk into the hotel <laughs> to meet Dan. I just need to like run everyone through this. Oh. She's like. 
texting me. I'm in an Uber on the way to the hotel she's at. She's texting me. She's like, okay, I'm sitting at the bar, like having <laughs> cookies and ice cream. And I'm like, amazing. It's like 1 p.m. on a, on a Tuesday. It's perfect. I come in. We're like, oh my God, hi. <laughs> Looked out at the table. There's cookies. There's ice cream. There's a drink. Yes. There's also a pile of mink eyelashes. Yes. And she's like, I just went to get my eyelashes done, like not 30 minutes ago. I'm sitting at the table. I rub my eye. And I'm, this is not Danny's fault. Your eyelashes, when they're on, they're on. When they are on. When they're on, they're Listen, on for my three eyelashes months. eyelashes are usually popping. And she's like, and they just fell off. <laughs> That's four hours. That's or two hours, two $400. Hours, two hours, $400. And like my that. lashes are in a pile on top of my mask <laughs> on my lunch table. And that is the problem with life right now. Yeah. It's fully representative of what yes. life looks like. That is, we should have <laughs> taken a picture. Still portrait of life. <laughs> Eyelashes. I know. The, the the poor waiter was like, everything okay? And, and it's you're not, like, no. And it's not because you see me peeling my eyelashes yes. off of my eye and looking concerned. And you ask if everything is okay. And it's not okay. And he's a white male. And it all makes sense because you're not, you have to be able to put two and two together yeah. and get four and not ask questions that don't make sense. Yeah. yeah. If, it, if I say it's not okay, are you going to help are me? Are you going to help me? Because what's the next you're thing? Right. Like, like me saying no and you going, okay. Okay. What next? Right. And I should have tested. I mean, I usually <laughs> test people on that. <laughs> you really should have been like, no, I'm not. Do you have any experience with mink eyelashes? <laughs> okay, another martini then, I guess. Since <laughs> this, this is all you can provide. Right. <laughs> Oh, the the poor the poor white man. The you know they try so man. hard. They're the ones who ask what's wrong with the world, and it's like, have you it, paid attention? It's like it's you. It was the same. <laughs> right. It was the same question. Are you okay? AKA, what's wrong with right. the world? And it's like everything. 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 My do you eyelashes how much time are. Do you have? My eyelashes are on a mask. <laughs> this guy just got shot in the head by the police. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's all wrong. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. We're in a pandemic. We're in a pandemic. <laughs> it still. is. There's a lot happening. Um. Wow. This. You know. It. it really <laughs> is i said the first thing i said to you i said la it's weird it's weird it's weird i yeah. i can give you rec recommendations on recommendations in new york la got nothing for you you know this place this is one of my favorite places i lived here for a couple years mm -hmm. out of college and i thought it was the coolest thing and it is cool when you're out of college and you're young and you're fit and you're sexy and when you're no longer that and when you're not that it's weird. It's weird. People well, treat you accordingly. And that's what I'm saying. So, you know, well, you got engaged since last we saw. I have. I've so your your girlfriend, now your fiance, fiance, Kim, the thing about being in our age box, I like <laughs> to say, over 30, yes, is that a lot of people were like, when I said I'm moving to LA, they were like, what cool part of LA? I'm like, no, I'm not 23. I don't have I'm to trying to cool live part. a suburban life. <laughs> like, get me a house. Yes. I'd like a backyard and I want to drive to Target. Especially and that's coming be, from New York. Yeah, I want the whole opposite of what I had. The whole opposite. But, but you're right. Like, when you're hot and you're young, you have to do yourself the favor of living in LA in the hot young places you have but to. i didn't experience i can't imagine coming back like if i had I had had an experience in la at like 24 25 26 and coming back here now i can't even imagine what i would think you know it's interesting i had a ball then and then now i have a ball because i have enough money to mm -hmm. do so because that's the other difference in la you don't have to be hot if you have money yeah and, <laughs> and it still works for me <laughs> do you know that i've said this before on the podcast but two of my friends who grew up in la and who have since moved back from brooklyn in the last year told me a theory which is in la 
if you are not uh like LA hot, meaning like a TikTok mm-hmm. 17-year-old, mm-hmm. people actually will pay more attention to you in spaces because they're like she's made it because of some other reason. Some other <laughs> reason. She's not and hot. I, I go into bar. This is how I met Oprah. This that's a whole wait, other conversation. Wait, hold on. Yeah, you can't just drop this other, is how I met Oprah. This is Oprah. how I met Oprah sitting in a bar in WeHo. Everybody's curious as to why I'm there because only black person um oh my <laughs> anyway, god 10 when miles. was this this was maybe four years ago wow and in walks oprah's people and thereby oprah and i'm just having my drink because i don't care uh-huh <laughs> and the next thing you know we're talking about whiskey <gasps> stop my southern heart oh my gosh and it all makes sense the only two black women in the, the joint you and oprah in the joint. <laughs> Neither of us are LA sexy, okay? We give auntie vibes. Now, auntie vibes are important in the black community, but not anywhere else. Right, not in WeHo. I got it. I get it. Wait, that's amazing. It's dope. It's dope. And we have had a great time ever since. Yay. Yeah. Oh, Oprah. Listen, Oprah's cool. Like, a lot of black people don't like her. I think she's fine. Is that true? It's very true. Is is it? Is it? I, why? I, it is a lot to do with the fact that, you know, black people always want to tell other black people what they should do with their money okay <laughs> and okay. if you're not giving enough money back to black specific items yeah then they don't like you because you're not spending your money correctly and i'm like nobody else gives their money to black specific items yeah and if you had it you'd be doing what you want to do with your money too yeah and that's pretty much how i see it but i un- i understand doesn't oprah do that though it's just she does, it's not enough it's because not it's enough oprah and because oprah it's money. oprah yeah. and it's like chef bezos chef bezos is gonna give you 10 million dollars but is it enough right no right. that's like me being like here's a dollar you know what i'm saying and like it's the same people it's the same reason people dislike him so i understand same difference i don't love jeff bezos for lots of reasons though i do i do like amazon i'm so conflicted about you know but oprah i love but also people i mean the thing about oprah and jeff bezos is on the level of money it's hard to understand why anyone should have that much money so I think that's where a lot of that anger probably you know, comes. I, Jeff Bezos is an interesting guy to me. Mm-hmm. I don't mind him. And as a bookseller, an independent bookseller especially, I'm yeah, supposed to hate him, right? Everybody hates him. I don't mind him that much because I think a lot of independent booksellers see him as our competition. And he is absolutely not. He's killing us. He is not our competition. We don't <laughs> he's compete. our murderer. He's our murderer. <laughs> we don't compete with him at all. Wait, we couldn't compete. That, yeah. Like I'm a, I'm a, I have a big thing about that. We know Amazon started as online booksellers. Yeah. It was necessary at a time. They changed the game. He He's the reason why we can sell books online. That's interesting. So I don't think he's a good guy, but I think he's forward thinking and I will never see his him as my competition. He is trying to move mass quantities of things that I don't care to move. What I want to do is sit in my little ass bookstore and talk to you about actual books. Sure. I want you to have an experience. I want you to love books when you come to me. And that makes him completely not my competition. We're not even trying to do the same thing. I like that. And it's as simple as that. And so I think seeing him as our competition is actively working against what we're trying to build as independent booksellers. Mm -hmm. It only makes sense that we should not care about that. He's going to stop selling books soon. He's not even making money on books. He's not trying to compete with us or shut us down. He's just trying to make his money. We are the cool kids on the block because we actually have relationships with people and 
to say that he's our competition yeah. is disregarding the relationships that we've built. And that's, that's pretty trash. And so I don't oh. do that. Like, I never consider him competition. I don't mind him at all. He stay in his lane. I'm going to stay in mine. Wow. That's such a perspective I haven't heard before. Yeah. But I'm going to ask you because I know that people, that a thing that you get a lot of and that obviously annoys you because it would annoy me too is people being like why is the Obama book $38 at the bookstore I can get it for 17 on Amazon and you absolutely can and if that $17 makes a difference for you you absolutely should okay <laughs> and that's sort of your okay. I, that's, that's my response if you cannot afford to spend money to support an independent bookstore yep don't do it. I'm not going to beg you to do it because you're not the type of business that I want. Yeah. I want people that care about my business still being in existence. Yeah. And if you are that person, then you'll pay the extra $12 and shut yeah. up. Okay. How's business been? It has been weird. Really? Um, <laughs> business is weird. Uh -huh. it's, we are in this space where it's like everybody wants to work with a black company. Yeah, 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 yeah. And... It's nice. That's nice of you, but nothing that you want to do represents what blackness looks like. Okay. Or what book selling looks like. You know, books you compare with literally anything. So mm -hmm. we've had offers like, you want to make a shoe? And it's like, not really. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah. <laughs> we don't even wear these cool kid shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so business has just now been... I'm glad that everybody sees us. I'm glad that everybody knows us. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that the people who are interested in books mm -hmm. come to us to buy their books. I am not happy about being made to be like the forefront of mm. black book selling because I don't care about a lot of things that people really care about. Mm. And to say that would put me in a position where I'm constantly defending myself, mm. which I don't really mind that either, but because mm -hmm. <laughs> I have, you know, it, yeah. it, your opinions are your opinions and I don't throw my opinions about things out there. I'm sorry. I'm trying to talk and your ring is blinding me. And why is your ring so big? This is Why not is it so big? <laughs> What was he trying to prove this when he not, bought you no, that no, ring? This, is, this isn't my engagement ring, actually. So oh. I was just saying to Dan, so the, enga the engagement ring I have is a family heirloom, and I don't like to wear it because it freaks me out. Fair, Because I walk past, like, a subway grate or something, and I'm like, And ah. then it's going down. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought that. This is vintage. It's gold. It's not real diamond, but it's, like, a real gold kind of like okay old i paid like a few hundred dollars for it like it's legit it's not okay like turn your finger green but it's big and i like it it is big it's huge <laughs> I'm gonna put it, it, is, it, is, it is distracting my entire i'm like what was he trying to prove with this was he's like get here stay here shut up okay i don't want to talk it. about 10 this. miles away 10 miles away it. well your ring is something to talk about too you know she did her thing with this she did a, she really um, did you know i don't like the foo-foo things and no. um i also love vintage so it's actually it's square cut i love square it cut. is a vintage diamond and it is my favorite thing in the world i can throw boxes of books which is what i do for a living yep. um i can get paint on it i can do everything and it has perfect clarity and i still look like a bad bitch it's beautiful. Man. She did a good proposal too, right? She did a great proposal. I didn't know I was being proposed to. That's funny. I got taken out to get drinks on a Sunday. It's Sunday, we're getting brunch and drinks, right? So I get back home drunk and my family is there. And what is everybody doing here when I'm drunk? <laughs> And like, she, what, what are you doing? Why would they be here? It's Sunday. I'm drunk. And, and she's been she'd been saying she was gonna buy me a boat. I've been asked for a boat for years. I, yeah. want, I want your love. You know, and my my well financially planned engineer was like, okay, I got you a boat. I'm gonna give your boat to you on Sunday. So I'm like, yeah. 
yeah. And we had a view from our, our terrace to the to the harbor. So she takes me outside and she points down to the harbor. She's like, your boat's down there. And I'm like, which one? Let's go get on the boat. Drunk me. <laughs> and then I turn around and she has a mini toy boat. Oh. There's a toy boat with a ring on it. So now I'm pissed because I'm like, this better not be my boat. Okay. <laughs> I still want the boat. Yeah. You're like, cool ring. Where's cool ring. Boat? Where's the boat? And then it's her and I. And then I turn around and there's balloons and there's people and people are clapping. And I'm like, what is going on? And where is the boat? <laughs> How long did it take you to process? About 30 minutes. The, the proposal was over, and I'm like, so there's no boat. <laughs> like, let me just get this straight. Let me just, no there boat. won't be a boat coming. Okay, fine. The ring is fine. This is great. Thank you. I'm so like, excited to marry you. So excited. What's boat. the timeline on the it, boat? Are we going to do the boat thing? Should I start just saving money to get it myself? What is this going to look like? But I am super happy to to be spending the rest of my life with my absolute favorite person. We love Kim from, uh, from Instagram. Yeah, she's her, she's the best person in the world. Oh, I love that. I know that's crazy, right? No, it's great <laughs> to actually like your person. It never happens. <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it's so it's so rare. We were we were talking before we started recording just about how like crazy the last year has been because yes. it's just been like a nonstop hangout fest with whoever you've chosen whoever to spend your you life chose but you actually get out of the house quite a lot because your store has been open uh yeah my store has been open we have been at work yeah um we have been constantly covid testing to not kill each other because yep. there's the covid with the killing again yep. um and we have been open and we have been meeting all kind of really cool people that's awesome like anybody who will venture outside during covid we kind of want to know you yeah. what, <laughs> what books last time we talked we were talking about like the hood classics yes are you what what are people coming in to read now because we're gonna segue to a, a book i know you do not carry in your store girl girl wash your speaking face of, speaking of girl <laughs> but no so everybody's really into bell hooks all about love that book is life changing and i've been telling people that for 10 years nobody listens say something new. and now all the books the grammars are like bell hooks all about love and it's like thanks guys <laughs> awesome <laughs> it's awesome and so we're buying 50 copies of that a week and it's gone you can know? you tell me a little bit about the logistics of running an independent bookstore where it's like uh, how do you <laughs> i just it's just, weird i just saw this migraine appear in danny's up. head um is it like do people come in and you like how do you know that it's time to order 50 copies of, of bell hooks i have you have to pay attention there are you know we're a small space we're yep. only 1200 square feet we're never gonna have everything at one time right. we can order especially it, if it's a 10 year old yeah, book. if it's a 10 year old book mm -hmm. um but books are cyclical and so books go in and out depending on what's happening in the world and covid has made everybody want to love people more which is great awesome um but <laughs> really really believable really? <laughs> she's like uh it's great fine whatever yeah whatever where's the book um, but, and that's the problem yeah this book was printed 10 years ago yeah. and it's no longer in print is anybody gonna print that's it that's interesting precisely huh how to be an anti-racist what all the white people and the, and the sad people were reading um <laughs> it had just come out a lot of those anti-racist books were not available yeah. because nobody bought them when they came out. Right. You have, nobody, they have to go into multiple printing. You have to go into multiple prints. Mm. And who's going to pay for that? Like, And so these books technically end up not existing anymore. Wow. And you have to wait. And people didn't understand why you have to wait three months for a book. It's because people have to literally print it. <laughs> so, how, so how does that printing, like, so do, so the publishing companies end up making that call? They make that call. They have to make that call. And are based they on, fielding requests from you? Being from like, booksellers? Uh -huh. From now 
now Instagram, sure. Facebook, Twitter. Yep. When they see a demand for it, they're like, we're only going to put our money into this if people are going to buy it. Wow. You have to see the demand first, and then it's going to take them a couple months to get it done for you. How many copies of How to Be an Anti-Racist do you feel like you sold? Girl, between... The people coming in the store. Also white and fragility. The, white fragility. <laughs> don't even get me started on, on Robin. Um, but <laughs> between all of, I think we moved easily 50,000 copies ourselves. Whoa. Ourselves. We had corporate orders for 5,000, corporate orders for 10,000, corporate orders for 6,000. And the people coming in the store oh to buy God. 50 at a time. These are regular people buying 50 copies of a hardcover book at a time. That never happens. Do you think it makes them less racist to have 50 <laughs> copies of that racist I in their think, house? I think <laughs> if they are the kind of person, which a lot of these people did, yeah. who are handing books out in the middle of Millennium Park, then do it. You are not less racist. You are just more active just than the other racists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Okay. So for context, I've written books. And the, 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 your expectations have to be very, very low, very low <laughs> because getting somebody to read, say your Buzzfeed article is yeah. free. And, and so you see all those things, those, those articles have millions of clicks because it's free. It's, yeah. But to get someone to say, I am going to spend 10, 20, $25 going to go to the store or go yes. to this website link and buy and this you, with my book. money. Yes. It's just, you can say for every hundred people who are like, I'm totally going to buy your book. Maybe one of them actually buys one the book. to two. We sold, I think 2000 copies of Hey Ladies in the first week that it came out, which was great. It That's was a debut, yeah, yeah. It was a debut book, a de- yeah. debut author. And I was very happy with it. It was weird because I was like, that seems bad. <laughs> it seems <laughs> well. But they're like, thing. it's good. So to, to, to know that from one bookstore alone, one independent bookstore, which also like, you know, I know you don't consider yourself com- competition to Amazon, but then you can only imagine how many people bought it on Absolutely. Amazon. Absolutely. You pushed 50,000 books. And that's on the low end. And that's just BS and not really doing the numbers. And a lot of it came from corporate orders. That's amazing. All the corporate people are like, get these in the hands of yeah. everybody so we look less racist. Sure. And get it from a black bookstore. And we're like, all right, whatever. I actually have mine in like a glass box in my house. <laughs> so that when people walk in, they're like, okay. Okay. She's not as racist as the rest She's of them. She's still white. But okay, but we'll give her some credit. I have a signed version. Nice. Um, and I was like, this isn't for me. And it's funny, before everything went down last year and that nobody's at work, it had to be like April of last year. Yeah. I have a picture and I left it on my Instagram just for reference. Yeah. And I'm reading White Fragility and somebody comments on my post, this is not, this book is not for black people. I was like, absolutely not. Only for a month later, the book completely sells out. Black people, white people, Indian people, everybody buys that book. And I'm like, you would think you would buy a book about white people acting up by a black person, but yeah. How do you feel about white fragility? First of all, the book ain't that good. (laughs) She makes light of racism. (laughs) Like, I mean, it, it centers white people. It centers white, and and that is why racism exists. If if we forget that now, if you're perfectly happy in your racist little bubble, um, and you don't want to confront these things, then that's the book for you. Mm. And it looks like you care because of the title. You don't care. We know you don't <laughs> care. Anybody who's read the book knows you don't care. Sure, sure. <laughs> but you know, and it's written by a non-black person. How can a non-black person tell me about racism? Sure, ever. Do you feel like it was, do you feel like it was, I don't know. I feel like there's been so much debate about, I I think it was one of those books that I also bought right at the beginning because Mm -hmm. everyone was just scrambling Scrambling and buying all the books to do something for sure. (laughs) I bought it. I bought them all. Yeah. 
But do you feel like maybe it's a, I guess it's just, I have a hard time knowing that she's made so much money off of it, but I also, it's like, it's not a black person's job to have that conversation with white people, but maybe it's not the right conversation. It's not the right. There are black people whose job it is to have sure, those conversations. pay those Support, people. Pay those people. Sure. Because not every black person want to talk to you about how you feel, how you're hurt by racism. We don't care. Um, but <laughs> fair. there are black people who do this for a living yeah. and they have all the PhDs and everything behind it and yeah. they get ignored for freaking robin no no she's not even that good of a speaker no <laughs> who would you call in instead of robin i'm calling in i'm calling in ibram yeah ibram is gonna make you feel the things ibram speaks like um have you seen that thing on netflix and will smith is is doing the it's it's about racism and how Mm-mm. you know the, the community has grown and it talks about frederick Douglass. it starts out talking about Fred, Fred, frederick Douglass and mm-hmm. how he was a great orator he orated so well that even though he was a slave who ran away, he had white people on his side. And that's amazing. And that is how Ibram orates. Interesting. And it's amazing. Nice. It's amazing. So you got to watch that thing. I will. I don't remember the name of the thing, but just look for Will Smith on Netflix. And it's always in the number one box. It's not Hitch. It's, it's, the, other, Hitch. it's the other movie. It's the other. <laughs> and it's not. It's a documentary. Okay. And they call in Samuel L. Jackson. They nice. have all the hard hitters yeah. in there. And I just love it. That's nice. It's so good. Okay, I'll watch it. <laughs> well, I'm so obsessed with like on the topic of bookstores and what people are asking mm-hmm. for. Danny does not carry Rachel Hollis's books and sent me calling. Is people- Rachel the new character? Oh, is the name Rachel uh, the new? I Karen? think it, I think it might it's be. A lot this of has been you got the fake up. black Rachel. Like it's a lot of Rachels that yeah. pop. But this isn't Rachel Hollis's first time. No, it's up. not. That's why it's crazy. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You really feel like this, and that's why I'm like, you know, I never carried her books because that whole girl comma wash your face. They would never have published a book with that title by a black woman. By a black woman. Ever. And so she And takes, if they had, it wouldn't have ever been in Target. Ever. It would, and yeah. so she takes these black colloquialisms and decides to make it her own in order to sell books. And mm-hmm. her publisher is right there with her like, this will do it. And I hated that. She said sis in that video. It was, she said sis. It's, and I say sis on a very regular part. On a very regular basis. And it's not a cute sis. It's like you call a bitch sis before you cuss her out. Like, <laughs> it's the no offense if, right. of being black. <laughs> and if Bless you knew that, you wouldn't have used yes. that terminology. But you don't know that because you just steal these colloquialisms and you'd be like, I'm going to use it how I want to. Yeah. And wash your face. Girl, listen. And first of all, <laughs> she's really, Danny's literally like, like resituating on her. Yeah, exactly. Girl. If you've never had a black girl say girl to you, you don't even know the tea that it sets up for the conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the conversation that was had in any of those books was not enough tea for you to even give it this title. So you saying you like Harriet Tubman? Malala, right. Girl. that There were so many <laughs> levels of her. If anyone has managed to escape the week without hearing about this, uh, I mean, honestly, more power you. to you, but we're, you're going to hear about <laughs> it right now. Basically, she like, Rachel Hollis has is like someone who I'm like, who? And then you remember, you've seen her books in Target. You've seen her, you've seen her little dirty face. Yeah. <laughs> you've seen it all. Girl, wash your face. Like all of her books. And she's like one of those people who's like, 
I'm a co I'm a life coach, but with no, I don't really know like what. No, nothing. Who told you you were a she, life coach? The people whose life she's coached to hell. Like, you <laughs> you don't know how to wash your face yet. Like, wash your face yet. <laughs> just start with There's a, a soap, very specific a group of people that she's speaking yes. to, and we know who that group is. Yes, and it's the same group. I saw you going off on somebody on one of her on her apology posts. I did. <laughs> I want Instagram. I'm like, this girl is crazy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to get involved. How not? Yeah, it was someone who was like, you don't need to apologize because you're like, whatever you said, it wasn't racist. It, and it's like, who are you? Who are you? And it's a white girl it's saying it. It's a white girl. Like, the white girl's like, no, it wasn't racist at all. Yeah. And we know what you were saying. Who is we? Who the rest of the racist? Yes. <laughs> So basically, Rachel Hollis makes this video, and I guess someone was like, you know, it's unrelatable that you have someone clean your house. And girl, get a therapist. That is what therapy is for. Don't go on Instagram. So she makes this video that's like, no one works harder than me. I get up at 4 a.m. Like, of course, like this. Also, this woman, you know, she cleans my toilets. She reduced her. The the woman who cleans her house reduced her to the woman who cleans my toilet. Absolutely. She doesn't have a name. Yeah, she doesn't have a name. Like you reduce her to the to the to the probably the job that everyone. No one wants to clean their own toilets. I get it. We uh, most of us do. Yeah. But if you have somebody come to your house, if you're not a job creator, like you're not a job that's creator. That's another human. That's a human being that's a human who being. is helping you out, and you should be paying them because I think your toilets are pretty dirty. Yeah. Like girl, if, wash if, your girl, toilet. wash your toilet. <laughs> and she, and, but but there was like it, that video was the worst. Then she said, "Sis, okay." But then the the caption was like Harriet Tubman, Oprah, Malala, Frida Kahlo, spelled wrong. Something, some other people, and then it was like all of us are unrelatable. I'm like, what? You're you're not Harriet no, you're, first of all you're not unrelatable yeah. I know a hundred different bitches like you um, unlikable but, <laughs> unlikable but absolutely not unrelatable it was so gross it was just gross and like look I had a woman um Shelly who I loved who came and cleaned my house and she's the best and she she told she used to work on Wall Street. She much preferred cleaning houses. Yeah, you don't awesome. have to think about work when you leave. Yeah, she loved it. Her. We we had a, we had a great. We still talk. She's still in New York. Great friendship. Exchange Christmas presents. You know, paid bonuses. Yeah, you don't have to be embarrassed about the team you have that who, helps, that helps make your life exactly. Easier. But Absolutely. you do have to be embarrassed if you don't treat them. If correctly. you don't treat them correctly, to say the lady who cleans my toilet, disgusting, <laughs> and also like. You've made your whole brand about like empowered women and like and you're girl not boss empowering shit. women. Yeah. And you have these in this invisible kind of like labor system that you don't even recognize and, and lift up. I never considered her. I want to learn how to be a boss from a boss. Right. And she hasn't built shit. No. Let's what just be done? honest. She hasn't done anything. So why would I let you tell me how to be a boss? Yeah. I don't want your I don't information. Want your life. And she yeah. feels and so when she mentions these other women who have actually done things, it's interesting that she feels comfortable enough to feel she honestly feels like she's done some yeah. shit. Malala was shot in the head for going to school <laughs> and trying to have an education as a woman. Rachel <laughs> wait, what, please, what? What? <laughs> but the thing that made it so I think heartwarming for me 
was that she has one at the time had 1.7 million followers. I think at this time has 1.6. I think all of the comments, even after she deleted Rachel Mm -hmm. Cargill's amazing comment, even after she deleted Lovey's amazing Mm -hmm. comment, were still all people being like, what the fuck are you talking about? What What? are you talking about? And that, I don't know that a year ago now, that would have been the same reaction. I do agree. I do agree that people have gotten bolder yeah. and calling out the bullshit yeah. with anybody this could be your fave she was never my fave but whatever i didn't know who she was <laughs> sorry target was i was like i already washed my face I think I'm, gonna skip this I'm good i got it <laughs> thanks rach but, you know she like people being emboldened to tell the truth and you see bullshit for what it is and all those microaggressions that black women are always talking about and that's what it is that's what it is that's what that it is. is a huge slap in the face for the work that we do every yes. day what are you talking about girl she may and i saw a bunch of con- I, again i don't know rachel hollis's life but from what i gleaned from a lot of people and i did say, girl I think it was a lot of nobody white women cares too. about her life let's no one be 100 but she married a disney executive didn't she work hard. yeah right where'd your heart burn? yeah look Look, if I I love my husband, if he had millions of dollars, I'd love him still. <laughs> Danny's looking for a boat on her. You know what I mean? I'm like money's great, money's cool, but you didn't. You have to. Ex, you have to understand privilege. That's what this whole fucking year has been. Like having this conversation. But why would she have that conversation when she truly believes that she's no. doing the thing? And then came her apology. And the- Girl, I looked at that apology and I was like, I'm not even in the mood for this. She blamed her team. It's always somebody else. Yeah, it's always like my team. This isn't the first time that no. she's done this and blamed her team. If I was her team, I'd quit right now. Yeah. And be like, do it, Rachel. Do your thing. Do your team. Who's your team? If I were her team, I, I was like, I almost wanted to be like, if you work on Team Rachel Hollis, like reach out. I would keep you anonymous. I would like to hear I, some I just, tea. I just want to. I just want to hear. I some have tea. a few questions, girl. Let me hear the tea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, girl. Like some real tea. The the thing too, also about that apology was she missed the mark a hundred percent. The biggest sentence I saw in there was by talking about my own successes, I diminished the successes and achievements of other and women. No, you that's didn't. not what you did. That's not what you did. You can't diminish that. Your success ain't great enough. Right. Ho. What you like, Because <laughs> you got to call her a hoe. Yeah. She's done enough to be called a hoe at this point. Danny's out with the guns. <laughs> i had enough. But she literally said, she was like, no one works harder than me. I get up at 4 a.m. Do you know how many people get up at 4 a.m. and work three fucking jobs? Three jobs. To get food on the table, Not to pay for education. Where you get to tell people who believe that you're actually doing the thing, yeah. that you're doing the thing. And I could, I could do it. You should do it, too. Yeah. That's not a real job. And there's nothing embarrassing about cleaning houses. That is a great nothing. job. Way to earn a living. But That's Everyone out there who cleans houses knows there are some people they work for that treat them correctly, Absolutely. that care about them, Absolutely. that care about their well-being, Absolutely. that have gotten to know them as people because you're, they're in your house they're, you're in and they're, house. they know who they like to work for and who treats them like shit. Listen, we have great um, house cleaners and we love them. We have house cleaners. We have poop picker uppers because I don't like to do it. We have window cleaners. Mm-hmm. We have landscapers and gardeners and everybody knows that if you need something, let me know. And I can call them all by name <laughs> and I love yes. talking to all of them. And I sit outside with them like, okay, you want me to help? What you want me to do? Yeah. Because they exist they, their existence makes my existence easier. And yeah. why would I not treat you like the star that you are when you make my existence easier? You are not doing them a favor 
by paying them to do no, they're doing their they're job doing their job and you are respecting them by paying them by working with you know if you know if there's like if the the if Shelly she's not feeling well we still pay her like if you you gotta build that in you have to do and that. I was very appreciative of the, all the conversations so I'm embedded oh you'll like this I'm embedded <laughs> in the Upper East Side Mama's Facebook group <laughs> Oh, I don't have no kids. <laughs> Why are you in that group? I have no kids, and those bitches are crazy. They're insane. Mm. Um, I got in there like maybe six years ago because when I was a reporter, I was like, I want to write a big story. I want to write a big aspect, and I've stayed because I like to keep them in check. I'm I like, can't I just want to make sure. Oh, I love it. There. They're, they're, they're gonna the kick worst you out. Pe- they're definitely gonna kick you. <laughs> Someone's gonna be like, I know her. She has no kids, <laughs> and she lives in LA. <laughs> and she lives in LA, so I don't know why she gets to be in this. But group. there, uh, what I saw so much, especially in the beginning of COVID, and even more so after June, like after everyone kind of started coming out and being like, I'm white and I am racist, and I'm gonna not be racist anymore. <laughs> there were a lot of people who were like, you know, uh, my nanny can't come because of COVID. Like, should I still pay her? And I was happy to see that the majority of people were like, Yeah. yeah. It's you still pay COVID. her right <laughs> this is a pandemic like and also you're a, an upper east side mama no one has more money than you like the, we all and the, know and the fact that it's mama <laughs> instead of mom and see mm-hmm. that's the i'm mama. just i've had enough i know <laughs> you are stressing me out to, we talked about this <laughs> you, just, you are i show stress, up to stress you show you up out. and you stress me and i am in my very expensive suite <laughs> with my expansive views I crashed. and you are stress, i crashed you are stressing me I, out you know what though it was and we decided to do this even before rachel hollis got yeah, out got no, out her sis true. that listen sis <laughs> no, <laughs> and I said we're talking shit, so just we're get ready. Shit. But I love it. So people come in. Who comes? In? It's white women. It's all. It's all and you say no. I say absolutely. Don't, go to don't ask me for Rachel. Don't ask me for Rupee. Okay. Don't ask me for either of them hoes. Don't ask me for American dirt. Don't ever ask me mm. for that. I will say hell no. See you later. Mm. And people have learned that, and they likely hate us because of it but some people the other people who have sense love us because of it yes because you have to understand if we as black people or black booksellers especially and we've read everything if we have a problem with an author a story and anything i could make money by selling this to you and i need that money yeah trust right (laughs) but if i won't even sell it you should see that there's an obvious issue and american dirt is the book that was not written by was it a Me- is it a Mexican? It's it was, like a story of it was crossing a story the border, of her crossing right? the border by a by a white that, by a white woman. Okay. Like she, why are you writing about? Excellent. You you don't even have to cross the border. Do you ever have conversations <laughs> with publishing companies or like or like the people who are actually giving money to these authors to write these books? Do you ever like reach no, out because and you're like, not, stop? no no I don't bother reaching no, out no. because it's just gonna make me angry. Yeah. Because you're gonna say the PR thing that they have written for you to avoid these type mm. of controversies. But publishers also fully believe that controversy sells books they recognize that yeah this is not a game and all of these things are very purposefully done so to give that my energy i skip it and i just won't sell the book right and there may be a thousand stores who will but i won't and we don't have to talk about it i love that stupid (laughs) (laughs) and that's that on that and that's that on that (laughs) i i really respect that i think that's amazing again we can make a ton of money. Like, I think you are making a ton of money. We're though. You a, can make a ton we're more. We're making a ton of money. We can make a ton more by doing things that are morally corrupt, morally yeah. inept. But you that's can what sleep I like to call it. Right now. I can. I sleep beautifully. Yeah. I sleep so well. <laughs> I get a solid four to six hours. I am good. <laughs> 
That's all you need. Just that, so, just that four hours. Four hours. <laughs> just like the doctors say, four hours. You never really hear that, but uh, that's all you need. Four hours. But, and who trusts these doctors anyway? That's a whole other thing. <laughs> Who's a doctor? Who's a doctor? What does so, it even take? <laughs> I'm so, thank you for having that conversation with me. I'm so happy we got to have it. I, I also just, I think we really, ha- there has been, um, you know, we, there's, a, there's a long way people have to go, you know, mm-hmm. obviously in this whole conversation. But I really do feel like there has been some momentum mm-hmm to the Black Lives Matter, um, you know, inherent racism conversation. And I saw that in these comments, like a lot of white women being like, what the fuck? Yes. And that's great. But I also saw a lot of those same white women that voted for Trump being like, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) Nobody can tell you. Love you, girl. Love you, girl. (laughs) Love you, sis. (laughs) Love you, sis. Yeah. Why why can't, sorry, why can't I say sis? I have a sister. I call her sis. There's always someone Uh, being like, so I can't call my sister sis. There's Uh. always a thing. And it's like, you're acting like you don't know what my issue is. And that's okay. Yeah. But I know you know because if you didn't know, you wouldn't act like you don't know what the issue is. It's also those, you can also tell, none of those people know any black people because if you ever said sis in front of a black person, you never say it again. You never say and it again. And that's when you would learn it your would lesson. It never occur. <laughs> and so I know that you don't have black friends. Yeah. Or if you do have black friends, they're uh, what I like to call the acceptables. Um, so they're very white praising um, and very white adjacent. And it's like, I'm not like those people. And it's like, well, these people, you got what you got. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there is a spectrum. Like, right, black people aren't a monolith. white people are though like they absolutely are (laughs) they're all the same (laughs) so i gotta tell you so now that we have been you know when we first had our first conversation that was the beginning we didn't really know anything about each other but now we follow each other on instagram i'm every time danny's posting about (laughs) how she's like kimmy's rolling her eyes in the background i'm like that's my marriage marriage. and i feel like we know each other i we get each other yeah what i have noticed about you in the last year is that you i think i don't know exactly what your love language is Mm -hmm. in terms of of receiving but i think money show, no <laughs> well same you girl but you're a gift giver i am a gift giver i watch you i'm like i want to be in her yes, inner circle people yes, are opening macbooks yes. i go i go i buy my team macbooks yes i buy my friends gucci bags i know i buy telfar bags for people i give bags away i am a gift giver because i like to receive gifts and i notice that so many people bring me things i know they pay attention to me they come into my store and they're like i got you this piece of jewelry which is nuts okay. right okay <laughs> but i I know and you have that conversation you have a very honest conversation where you're like i have money now i'm gonna live and i'm gonna also share that with other people and i i have i am set to i give 50 percent of my yearly income away half of my yearly income away and so you know what even and even if i didn't even if it was 10 percent, even if it was whatever the point is that if you have enough to give away Give it away. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and I truly believe in that. I believe in that personally. And it comes back I, to it you. It comes back. Clearly. Yeah, you're never going to be without. Clearly. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm never without. I never have to be without. And I trust myself to give it away and not hoard money. Because why would we do that when so many people need things? Mm. If people need things as simple as a good day. My DMs are littered with me just sending people money. Like, that's what nobody knows. Like, I'll just, I'll see somebody's post and they'll be like, today sucks. I really wanted to get this album. And I'm like, what's your memo? That's all day, every that's day. Nice. It's nice. Ha- and you, feel and you feel happy doing that. I feel that. great. And they're happy and everybody get what they wanted. And that's awesome. What's the problem? Well, it comes, I also think it kind of comes back to the, the, the woman who cleans my toilet. <laughs> Is that you have a, a small, well, how many people? Five, six people in your staff? On, yeah, that's on it. Six so people. these are your employees. Yeah. And I think you've learned a lesson that so many bosses have not, especially, I mean, you and I both come from corporate, um, but especially like an independent 
business, yes. you know, you're making all the decisions about, yes. about how you're going to spend your money and how you're going to treat your employees. Yes. And you have, I've seen it through the stories that you share. Yeah. And I imagine it happens tenfold over yeah. in what I don't see. But you keep them happy. Absolutely. You keep them wanting to come to work, wanting I, to do right by you and the store. And do. that's it. Because we're an independent concept and we're community-based entrepreneurship. Yes. So you have to care enough about the community, but you can't do that if you have things going wrong in your life. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Like when people, and that's most people in retail, yeah. you don't have enough money to pay your bills. So why, why do you care about selling work? this? Right. I'm at work yep. trying to make enough money to carry my bills. That's right. And if you're unable to do that, yes. then why would I care about helping the community and selling books and giving books away to people? Yes. I can't care because I am not covered. And so I make sure my people are paid more than enough to be covered. They're bonus out all the time. They're this, that, and the other. Because the last thing you have to worry about is the cost of living. Yeah. Now all you have to worry about is giving back where we can. Yeah. And it works. And it works. It's crazy, I mean, right? You should be like, girl, pay your employees. Child. Write that book. Imagine that. Right. And people ain't gonna do it. No, of course not. <laughs> because they're hoarding it. money. They're hoarding money. I mean, it's a lesson for all of us because I feel like food insecurity and money insecurity is very often tied together. And yes. that like if you don't know where your next paycheck is coming from, you kind of are like, I can't do anything with this yet. I feel like you've gotten to the point where you're comfortable. comfortable. I want you to re I want I need you to go back in your archives and find was it Christmas when everyone got a Mac? Christmas. Every no, that was last. That was just a Saturday. June. Yeah, it was June. All of my college students, we went. My Ugh. my store manager and I, we went to Best Buy. We got everybody MacBooks. Everybody has iPhones now because I get tired of seeing the green bubbles. I don't want those green bubbles in my Talk life. Talk to Dan. So, He's got a green bubble. <laughs> I'm gonna make that. Dan Why DM you and be like, please, please buy me an please iPhone. Please give me an iPhone. <laughs> I I know, I hear and you. So I want, if I'm using a MacBook and I can airdrop things and I'm trying sure. to airdrop something to you, it's a business. You, can, you got yep. Lenovo. Right. <laughs> no offense to Lenovo. It's great, but not in my store. But not um, if everyone else has. <laughs> I mean, everybody, tra- again, this is an Apple problem, this not really is an us. Apple. We need to yeah, adapt. But right. I loved watching that video. I love that video. They, they were, were so, so happy. They were so happy. They didn't know what to do. No, they didn't know what to and do. And since then, I'll be like, oh, here's a $1,500 bonus. Go do something for yourself. Oh, here, I bought you whatever you spoke about last week like it's great for christmas we gave our employees a five thousand dollar bonus a piece we are an independent bookstore so this is where we I'm don't gonna... have any money <laughs> this is where i announced to you guys i'm quitting the podcast i'm going to work absolutely. for danny absolutely i love i love all your employees i feel like i know them now yes. I'm like, oh my God, it's nate. um everybody knows nate people love nate everyone loves nate but that video made me so happy because it was just you kept there was a part of that video where you're like this is for you and they're like no. No, it's not. Yeah, they're right. like, no, 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 I'm not. Like, they, you could tell they were like, sh- what, what like do I do? open it, it's your oh, computer. It's there. Get it. <laughs> like the rose gold MacBook. Yes. And they were just so happy. And I just imagine that that shows up and you get so much out of them because they're so excited to come to work. They and are work so for excited. You. My team, they are a group of my favorite people. Mm-hmm. And they recognize that this is bigger than us. This mm. is bigger than this team in here. We are trying to get people to read. We are trying to get people to understand community entrepreneurship models. Mm. We don't have to have all the money in the world in our account. The money is coming. People support us because we support one another and we support our community. Yep. That's important. Now, if we go spiraling down, at least we had a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll text you on your iPhone. I was about to say, text me on my iPhone because at least I got it. You know, growing up poor, we used to have this thing. And it's like you always, whenever you buy an expensive purchase, you save the box. You might have to sell it. Yeah. Okay. And <laughs> I was like, I was telling my team, throw your boxes away. We're not going to get oh. to the point where you have to sell this or anything like that. But oh. sometimes that imposter syndrome creeps in. It sometimes does. I'm like, 
I could lose because of these decisions I'm making that mm. are not smart business decisions. But mind you, smart business decisions are based solely on capitalism mm-hmm. and a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to adhere to that. And so they're smart for me and they work for me. But I, we could very well hit zero. And at that point, yep. I'm still not going to rethink. I'm going to do this again another yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> because it's okay. Yeah. I've been at zero. Yeah. I've managed at zero. Yeah. I've built it up to here. I want to build it up some more. But if I go back to zero before I have to build it up some more, that's yeah. fine too. I come from the media industry where in COVID, so many people got laid off. Yes. And I get it. You know, it. <laughs> You can't it's afford corporate. to keep yeah, them. Exactly. I put that in quotations, y'all. But the shittiest <laughs> part is that you sometimes, and especially when you're young, and I know better now, but I remember being like 23, and you go into your job, and like, we're family here. We're all family until the money that they're making isn't enough to keep them over the line, and then you are no Absolutely. longer family, and you're out. And you're out. And nobody talks to you, and you don't even get to keep your email yeah, address. right. They have, <laughs> they have blocked you off of your Slack. They blocked you I know. off of your Slack. This is how I talk to and people. And that's shitty that's because they co-opt all this language that I'm sure yes. that, like, you actually say to your employees and me in, which is, like, you are family. Yes. You know, we're in this together. Now, do your employees yes. own any sort of stock in the... Yes, they do. Exactly. Absolutely. And there you go. And, and and we're working on this together. They all have um, a 1% um, stock ownership nice. and semicolon. And it's... Own- a lot of people say you gave your employees stock just for working. And I'm like, just for working, we exist because of, of who each they other. are. Yeah. And they're semicolon invested. This be, is they're theirs. invested. Semicolon wouldn't mm. be semicolon That's if right. they weren't here. Are you crazy? Right. No company would be itself without its employees. Yes. And if anybody thinks otherwise, you're crazy. You, Mr. CEO, making $10 billion a right. year, if you think you can do this without any of your employees and staff, you are stupid and you don't deserve your job. It's true. And most of them don't deserve their job. And really true. Back. Now, how do you feel about that thinking about Jeff Bezos? <laughs> I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> bring it back. I'm gonna catch oh, you. <laughs> you, you, and your journalism look, skills. Look. <laughs> You're not new to this. Pulling him out. <laughs> I haven't done it in a while, but I just saw myself. When it, do it. comes to Jeff Bezos, yeah. what I what I do think is this: I think that he has gotten himself carried away. Mm. Now, ex-wife Mackenzie is doing the She's thing. Doing okay, She's doing the things that he should be doing, but he's too he he's busy buying bitches. He can't yeah. afford to give money back to employees right now. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think what Jeff realizes is that he has gone awry from his initial what he, what he initially intended to do. That's right. And now he's so far awry. And you have all these investors that you have to uphold. And that's part of the problem, too. Most of these corporate companies have investors. You have to make X amount of dollars. Yes. To make sure that the investors who put money into your company get paid. I will never have outside investors at semicolon because I ain't making money for you. You ain't shooting in the gym. Right. I I am throwing these boxes every day. I am talking to these weirdos all day. (laughs) You are not. So you can't make money off of my company. You're so right. That is the corporate way. They bring in all this money and they're trying to just stack up their accounts so that they can make the moves. Mm -hmm. But what you're also doing is allowing people who are not doing any work to partake in the money that you basically have ownership over. Absolutely. That's true. And and it's so true in the media business also, which is why you're seeing so many layoffs. Now, if people don't realize this, a lot of these companies, 
the BuzzFeeds of the world, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. the Vices of the world, a mm-hmm. bunch of them who I've worked for before. They all started around 10 years ago. And yep. now that it's 10 years later, you have the investors being like, OK, like we gave you X million dollars. 10 Where's, years my ago, money? Where's my money? And now they're pulling their money out and you have to fire people to give these investors their money. Yes. So let's just let's just call it what it is. Yeah. When you don't have money to do the things you need to do, you might want to do something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. one would think right. instead of stacking up all this money and now you're a fake unicorn yeah. and you're a unicorn and then three years later you're completely bust and bankrupt we, that doesn't make sense speaking of documentaries the we work documentary hmm. something to watch because you know we work was taken over everywhere yeah and then all and of the a wing. sudden this, yeah <laughs> and the and the wing the wing was not built for black women but that's a whole other conversation honey it was not it was, it, it was not it was not welcoming for black women it's kind of like why are you here you don't have a real job <laughs> it was it was it was tokenization at, at its finest Absolutely. too and i say that as someone who was part of the wing for a while yeah you know I how it felt it. in there i get it yeah it felt really it felt really bad it yeah. really you know solo house has a level of <laughs> but it's <laughs> it's for creatives and creatives sure. are pretty good with working with anybody but the wing was I never feel sad or out of place walking into anywhere. Uh-huh. So first of all, I'm black, but I'm really dope, and I got a whole bunch of money. So you know what? I fit I wherever. hope that's what you say every time you exit an elevator into a every space. Every time Hi, I, I'm black, I open and I'm rich. my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but when I walk into spaces, and I have on sweatpants, and I didn't put on my makeup that day, and I also have on socks and flip-flops, and you're going to have to be okay with this because I can afford to be here. Mm-hmm. And it's just that constant reassurance and a self reassurance too mm-hmm. like because you naturally put your head down like these people are looking at me like I'm not supposed to be here but it has nothing to do with whether or not you're supposed to be here right and the wing was one of the few places that I've walked into and felt like I wasn't supposed to be there I mean it's odd yeah it's, it's really odd and when a place can make me feel like that when I don't even care like <laughs> I don't care I don't care about That's any a these signal. people it's a signal mm-hmm. and I, I walked right out the girl at the desk didn't even acknowledge me and I'm like hi I want to get checked in this that and the other and she's like oh okay and I was like okay Jeez. I'm out okay. Bye. <laughs> I'll go work at the McDonald's they sure. like me there <laughs> better wifi better wifi anyway <laughs> they got AT&T <laughs> I just, I like I think that you know you I think part of you know the way that you do business is that you are constant you don't play by the corporate rule book and it not. works for you it works for me for right now sure I, I recognize that again some of my decisions could probably be better we could have a stacked account if we didn't give away we gave away a million dollars last year it's a lot of money million dollars in books last year that's a ton of money. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Oh, yeah. How is the CPS? How's everything going with that? It's so good. Okay, it's so tell good. everybody just in the, um, so, the first interview. Tell yeah. us what you do. So we take, we allow CPS students who are not in school That's right Chicago now. That's Chicago Public School. Chicago Public School to walk to 
walk-in and take books. Yeah. There is a language and a learning gap, especially in communities of color. Mm-hmm. Parents are unable to afford books. Books are considered a luxury item. We do not allow them to be considered a luxury item so, so long as we exist. Nice. If a kid comes into our store at any moment and wants a book and say they have four in their hand and they're like, well, I'm just going to get this one. I say take all four. And we have a secondary account built out just for that where you have had all these people give us money. Oh, me? You. Yeah. You have had all these people give us money. (laughs) And it has been amazing because it's what started. People didn't take us seriously um, when that was first created. And then you got on Twitter and you're like, hey, give money to these people. (laughs) And the people are like, okay. I know my strengths. (laughs) One of them is telling people to give money to other people. And what ends up happening is people realize that these people have given money. I should give money too. And first of all, it's crappy that that's how things work. It is. But it It gave us, it works. (laughs) And it gave us the start to be able to give these books away. And so kids who came in a year ago and got these books who are now coming in and they're avid readers, we're like, it's working. Yeah, it's working. It's doing the thing. And one of the things you told me about this whole entire thing is that Danny not only, it's not about the tax write-off and Mm-mm. it's not about Mm-mm. it's more and, and you we don't even t- get a good tax no write-off. right sure <laughs> it's you've kind of taken into consideration every sort of aspect of of children or families who feel othered yes. in this situation so there is no like oh can you prove that can you, you can't none of that this? it's just none like you want that. you got so you want you got yes we give them books uh we hand kids money we give them target gift cards you know and they feel of, good like they, they have feel the great they have a thing yeah and they they walk away so happy and we walk away knowing that we've done what we could and so it's another one of those things if we happen to close if these decisions cause our demise we did what we could. We affected people positively. And I remember being a kid yeah. that had no money to yeah. buy books. And I remember thinking, if you put $20 in my hand, I would buy a book. And my mom would cuss me out because right. that $20 is food for the night. Right. You, you know, that. um, right. and I just I want kids to feel comfortable purchasing books and reading books and sharing books with their friends because literacy is the key to not spending a life in jail or working jobs that do not deserve where you get called the lady who cleans somebody's toilet. Okay. Like if you want to yeah. do that job, do that job, but don't let yourself. But you'll be, be able to walk away. For, yes. Exactly, you'll don't be, able be forced into that position because of a lack of knowledge. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I love that, and I also know that at the beginning of the pandemic, you guys were doing food in the in your so downstairs uh, yes. gallery space. <laughs> I mean, Danny was really just there was no sweatpants and law and order for Danny during and we had we had a thousand dollars in our account I don't know how we were doing it but (laughs) that's amazing (laughs) but dope companies like Shake Shack and stuff they just hit us up and they're like we want to help too and I was just like thank you but we had a thousand dollars and we'd be like all right we got 250 we can get food for Hundred kids. That's awesome. And that's what we did. And were they coming in? And was yes, it, there was a yes. need. They were. There was a need. They were coming in. Their parents would come in and be kind of nervous to ask, like if they could take food. Sure. Too, obviously, and they got food too. That's and it's great. just like whatever we can do down to the bottom, we're gonna give it all away. I love that. Oh, I love that so much. It works. It works. <laughs> it's I, working. <laughs> I am so. And also, the other thing I wanted to develop with you, when we talked about semicolon mm-hmm. um, back in May, mm-hmm. you said white people often walked by, kind of afraid to come in because they were like, yes. I don't know if this is for me. More white people coming in. Girl. Are they? <laughs> now, we are 80% white, white people. It's all white people. It's all, we might you see should black only people on Saturdays. A few in at a time. Like, I don't want to scare off the black people now because black people, you know, That's you walk right. into a space with a bunch of white people, you're uncomfortable. Um, and we're always like, no, we're black. I promise. <laughs> 
come in and we wave at people through the windows that's awesome (laughs) it seems like it's going so well it's going beautifully it is surprising i am ecstatic yeah you're doing this was not supposed to work this was not even supposed to exist and so (laughs) the fact that it does you know i opened semicolon with zero dollars and whatever (laughs) here we are you are and it's it's amazing and i'm grateful to continue being able to have the effect that we have on the computing as as long as we possibly can i love that well my friend caitlin got me a semicolon shirt for christmas i should have worn it today i don't know why i didn't what what, what are you doing Look, it's just me trying to get a job. I'm like, like, take me back to Chicago. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I can work with Nate. You can work <laughs> with Nate. Everybody can work. Nate is everybody's favorite. He's our store revolutionary. Oh. So he's going to have you reading books like Malcolm X and Blood in My Eye and stuff like that. Time but he also loves people so much. So he'll work a full day and be like, okay, I'm going to do some community service. And that's Nate. That's amazing. <laughs> you guys are doing something so incredible. And I just, it's such a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I love it. I'm so happy about this. We have to just cap off the show just in the vein of G Thanks Just Bought It, stuff you bought. Oh, I want to go back. Well, so for the first, the first, so, you know, some people I ask on the show and I understand, you know, who has time to listen to podcasts? Some people are like, okay, well, you know, what do I have to pair? I'm like, bring something you love. Bring Mm -hmm. something you want. Danny got it from the jump. She's like, I'm bringing the Amazon back scratcher (laughs) that everyone in my family has. The cats have it. The dogs have it. Kimmy has one. (laughs) Everybody has their own and it has, I tell you, it has saved saved my relationship. I am now a fiance and I wouldn't be a fiance without it <laughs> there is a boat in there's a boat coming for danny because she coming. has her own back because scratcher. i have my own back scratcher so tell me there's what another else? thing tell me it's the stupid little thing it's from amazon okay jeff bezos you, jeff bezos your best you friend it. i get okay. it <laughs> and it, you put your perfume you put your travel perfume in it okay have you ever seen one no. of those it is a mini cylinder so it's, it's like a trap like uh like when you put your shampoo in the yes but it's for but perfume it's for perfume and so you don't have to try to spray your perfume in there no 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 you take the top yes. off your perfume and you and it fills itself up and then you just put it in your bag it's no work. Damn. It is the best thing. And I'm a perfume thought. Okay. okay. I have a million of them. I love them. I like smelling like heaven. It's important. I love that. <laughs> What's your go-to? Uh, Aqua de Joya. Bringing me uh, back. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I want to smell like the beach on yeah. a good day. Not the day that all the fish are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not the day the seals are the shitting on the sand. Right. I, okay. I don't want so, I mean, to. I mean, I kind of figured that out, but I'm glad you said you it. Know, but that, um, and I, but I just like to take my perfumes with me. But when I buy them, I buy the big bottle, and you don't want to pack that, especially if you're only doing a carry on. Yeah. And it's like, man, do I get now? I made this is a very much this is a first world problem. Okay. When I get to a place, I'm like, dang, I got to go all the way to Sephora and get some <laughs> perfume just to wear for this trip. Right. Because I didn't bring, I didn't uh, check a bag. Yeah. No, no, I don't anymore. <laughs> because I go on Amazon and I spend $6 to get a set of mini capsules that are just. Nice. Ch- ch- now, and do you have a label maker? Do, yes. They, okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. And <laughs> some of them, you don't even need a label maker. You just draw it right on there because they have a special sticker Cute. that works with pens. Yes. And that's. <laughs> You want to change your life. You want to feel good. You want to switch it up. Like during the day, yes. I want to smell like the beach. At dinner, I want to smell like roses. And I can switch it up. I, love I can that. bring them all if I want to. Yeah. And they all fit. 
fit because TSA is a joke. But what they <laughs> what's really true? <laughs> it's a joke. It's I've a gotten a razor through carry on <laughs> all the time, so many times. But if they're in the mood to bother you, yes. the, the number of razors and vibrators I get through on a regular totally. Basis. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that you go through security. I mean, like I've had drugs on. Like I've had you know you're Real bringing drugs? weed back yeah. from through California. Yeah. You're bringing your prescription yeah. pills that doesn't you know I have them in one bottle that looks like I bought them off the street so yes there's that but then I'm always like don't take my like La Mer lotion please, I bought please. a I spent a lot this of money on that my ASAP yeah Get my ASAP right <laughs> don't take it from me and I get it I get a little nervous yeah the perfume I've never even considered I don't even think I bring perfume with me that's my problem yeah, like and, I'm a perfume that's, girl that's this you. is a $400 bottle you will not be throwing this away right Mike in TSA yeah. um like, yeah, <laughs> he's Mike. always a Mike he's always a douche <laughs> yeah. like, he's like what yeah, is he's this flexing. Right, he's flexing. He's like, let me open up your bag. And you're like, it's perfume. Have you ever seen that yeah. before? Probably not, yeah. right? You ever bought this for anyone? You ever bought mm-hmm. this got, no, got no one to right. buy it for? Right. <laughs> no, I went to Mexico and I'm coming back from Mexico. When I go to Mexico, I buy all my prescription jokes that don't need prescriptions. Yes. Why not? Wow. And so, like, all the Xanax and stuff, all the good stuff that you just give to people when they're having a moment. Yeah. yeah, and I bring back a hundred bottles. Okay, <laughs> so I'm like cut this out of the. <laughs> no, it's fine because we're allowed to get it and bring it back, okay. right? So I'm thinking they're gonna stop me for that because it's in a carry on. Yeah, and instead they stop me for the freaking Dolce and Gabbana. Like, I'll trade you. I'll to keep my Dolce. Keep I will give you the 500 Xanax. <laughs> I have the controlled drugs. They you take, can have those. They take the perfume out. They're like, you gotta get rid of this. Really? <laughs> How, really? How Fine. do you want me to right. do that? Right. Fine. Wow. Oh my god. And that's a, this is just a reminder that TSA is a joke. It's not a real thing. It was made up. It's security it's, theater after 9 It is. It is. <laughs> the, I always follow those, those TSA Instagram accounts where, like, we recovered a gun. I'm like, huh. And you probably missed a few more. <laughs> like, for every gun that TSA finds, there's I have 10. I traveled with a gun with no problem. Have you really? Absolutely. I'm from the South, girl. I always got a gun. Do you carry? Yes. Are you carrying right now? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, everyone, if you... If, you, <laughs> if somebody comes... If you haven't this. heard from me on Instagram in a few days, <laughs> it was I Dan. lost my shit. <laughs> uh, no. I asked I, her too many questions I, about Jeff Bezos. It was Jeff Bezos. Um, I am from the South, and okay. the South just has a different level of mindset. In the South, like, you know, everybody in the room likely has a gun, hmm. and so you never feel um, like you compelled to pull yours. Have you ever pulled yours? Okay. Not even in Chicago. Never had to. I trust you with a gun. Yes. I don't know why, because you're probably going to kill me. But like, no, I, no, I, I, tr- I, tr- I trust you with a gun. Yeah, I, I don't trust most people with a gun. I'm very afraid of guns and very anti-gun. Uh, okay. Okay. But how do you? But how do you feel as a black woman with a gun? Um, I feel safer okay. because it's not black people or robbers or anything that right. scares me. It's white people with guns. I'm gonna tell you the truth. If a white person with a gun walks into a space that I'm in, my hand is on the clip. Okay automatically especially since chicago is not open carry but you know you can have it on you like for you with your car you can have it and you know you have it or it's in your bag or something like that um something about white men with guns Mm -hmm. they are unhinged yes already and they think the world is out to get them so they kind of even cops overreact when they have a gun in hand yes i don't overreact you know chicago right now it's a lot of robberies happening like they're just stealing people's cars and i'm like Take the car. I'm not going to kill you if you take my car. I wouldn't even pull my gun for that reason. Okay. You know, but if I feel directly threatened and it's typically going to be by a white male because those are the only people I feel threatened by, 
I'm going to shoot him and we'll see what happens. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I kind of respect that. Like, I, I mean, in a way, and I, and I'm staunchly anti-gun cause I have been affected by yeah. gun violence. Understood. And, um, and, and, but also like the gun violence I'm afraid of is white men because those are the people who bust into churches bust into and shoot churches. people. They're theaters. The yeah. Movie theater. Yeah. They're schools. They're grocery store. I can't stores. even be at yes. the grocery store everywhere. Yeah. And so, you know, again, Southern. So I've been carrying a gun since I was 10, mm-hmm. but also my family owns a farm. And so the gun is not for you. It's for things. Yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. You shoot it in the air to move the animals out of the way and stuff like that. Yeah. But you get really comfortable with it. You would never have a real reason to shoot a person who would shoot a human being. Right. White men. <laughs> absolutely yeah no (laughs) so so i get that even being off the farm when i'm in chicago when i'm in la when i'm anywhere it's always on me you would never know because why would you yeah and you're also (laughs) you're not carrying like an ar-15 well i mean why does anybody have an ar-15 i'm like i'm ready for it to be like actually no (laughs) no no right why does anybody have access to an ar-15 i got a nine nine is fine it's pretty it's pink it fits where i want it to be sure (laughs) AR-15? Yeah. What am I doing? Do you, what are you doing right. that needs to be done with an and AR-15? And those are always if the weapon ones, of choice. They're, they're, they're the weapon of choice. One. Why are people allowed to buy Does those? Kimmy carry? She absolutely does. Oh my God, two. Also country. Also country. I'm just imagining like the boat not showing up and Danny pulling the gun. <laughs> oh Kimmy, hand, give me the boat. Give me my boat. <laughs> no. So That's we live. We just got this new place. Yes. And it's it's really beautiful. Do- it's beautiful. And so, but we come from families who don't have anything. Okay. And sometimes in your families, when they don't have anything, they will pull a jack or, you know, do something like that. And it sucks that you have to protect yourself in that way. But we live on a on a block and we are people know us. They think we have more than what we have or they could be right. But either way, they think they can take what we have because we're so accessible. I'm in my store every day. She's in her office every day. We're very, very accessible. Mm. And sometimes people think that accessibility is an easy lick. It's vulnerability. It's vulnerability. Yeah. And it is not. You can, you could try. Sure. It, it's going to get fun. <laughs> I, I mean, I also, I also feel like I get it in that, you know, through history, mm-hmm. you have learned you are not protected. Right. In I the same not, way I am protected. I am not protected. I don't expect anybody to come to, to come to my rescue and i feel so much more confident in that knowledge when i can come to my own rescue i stay in classes i stay at the gun range i shoot better than 90 percent of these cops i can assure you that I imagine um, the numbers higher. but there would never be a point where sure. i have to shoot but you like having that i security. like having the security of I knowing think it that makes sense it, it only makes sense i feel better i'm more comfortable especially in my store yeah we've had white people come in and like and try to harass shifted. us Jesus. like they could try and i'm like but only if it got to a certain point if i had to protect my team and the other people who were in the store would something even occur what do you feel about like in that kind of situation like would you call cops or no god it's such a hard question i should be able to call the cops right but i feel like as soon as i call the cops i would end up getting arrested or nate because he's a black male yeah my team would get arrested and then we have to explain that out now what i would do is i have we have a plan for the store is Call the attorney, then call the cops. The attorney would ideally beat the cops there. The attorney can talk to the cops for us. Wow. Because we are a black space and it's a bunch of black people and they're going to come in guns drawn and you're drawing your gun on the wrong people. Yes. So Attorney first. Attorney first. I mean, these are the things I don't have to think about. Yeah, no. And that's 
nuts. It's nuts. And it feels shitty that we are afraid to call the cops for if, you know, we've had homeless people in our store that have gotten unruly. And okay. even then we don't call the cops because I don't want it's to not deal. going to end it's well. not going to end well. Mm-hmm. We are a black space and the cops are going to pull up and know it's a black space and they're going to see all these black people in it and something can go horribly wrong. And it is sad and it is scary. And it is the reason why we just keep ourselves covered. No, that make it, it does make sense. It's a different perspective. One that I, I think I probably considered, but haven't thought that deeply about. Mm-hmm. So it does, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Kim and I have a hard rule at our house. Like whatever happens, don't we're not calling the cops. Don't, okay. don't call the cops. Don't shoot each other. We, we never, we never see each other's guns. We never have to. Like That's there great. would never be I mean, a reason for that. Right. There would never be a reason for that to occur. We would never pull it out. Yeah, we no don't even go the to cops. the range at the same time, but no calling the cops. No. They're, because they're not going to believe that we live in our house. Yes, that's right. That's and that's crazy. the whole other thing. Like the rule is, do not call the cops. We will figure it out later. Mm-hmm. And and if we have to call the cops, call our attorneys first. Both of our attorneys, our our entire ter- attorney teams are white. We should be fine. <laughs> call one of them. Yeah, get call, them here first call your white to talk team. to the cops. Why cop. you pay them? I mean, right. Really. That's why we pay. Right. It's really it's a different reason for paying them, and it's protection for yeah. us as black people. The cops are not going to believe we live here. We're going to be arrested and or shot yeah. before we can even explain that somebody else was breaking into our home. Right. It's problematic. And right. No. hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, I think the, the, the guy who, you know, called his manager on George Floyd because it was Man. a fake 20. And like, this all could have been avoided. This all could have been avoided. And he said that. He was like, this could have been avoided. I was racked with guilt. But we are all, especially like, you know, growing up yes. white in a, a predominantly, actually a hundred percent white place. It's like the cops, are your friend, you call them all the time, call the cops, call the cops, call the cops. And it's like, as do you get older, you not call the cops. <laughs> that's funny that you said that. Cause that's like a white woman song. It's like, call the cops, call 100%. the cops. Everybody call the cops. 100%. Something feels off. Call the cops call right the cops. now. Right. Why on earth would I Just ever call the do cops. that? It's crazy. And then you see something like what's happening in New York city mm-hmm. with, you know, elderly Asian people getting harassed, punched in the face, killed for no reason. And no one's calling the cops. And especially living in a big metropolitan area like yes. New York, like LA, like Chicago. It's like, you're not calling like the town cop who you went to no, high school No, that with, you know, and that they you know, know you, and you're calling somebody white. who yeah. has no idea who you are. And who's trigger happy. Who's trigger happy. And who's like horny who's, uh, for again, conflict. Again, <laughs> white men and guns and they're uncomfortable around anything and they're going to pull the gun. Mm. Black people have guns all the time. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. Pull. <laughs> and it's because we'll probably get shot first. Yeah. But honestly, but no, but I mean, like, you, like there's if you more go thought. for your gun, if, and that's what all black people say. If you go for your gun first, you might want to find another job. If it's gun first, you're in the wrong profession. Yeah. That's all. It's true. <laughs> I mean, you should be writing a book about jobs and who shouldn't be doing who the ones that be they're doing. doing. The ones? I love it. And so, to I mean, we've been talking. I could, you know, we could obviously talk forever. Of course. But tell me about, you know, okay, the you're getting married. What's the plan? Girl, listen, you know me. I'm a courthouse kind of girl. Like, <laughs> wrap it up. Fun. And let's have everybody come to the house, and we're going to have a party. Yes. And we, but uh, Kim is very formal. She's like, hey, I didn't spend all that she money on that tax. ring for you to not show it off in a church, okay? <laughs> you want to go to church? Any church that would have the lesbians. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, like, there, unifying. There's some good ones. Yeah. I, um, so we're in between. Like, I am happy. If she wakes up tomorrow and is like, let's go to the courthouse, I'm like, cool. Now, first, we had to sure up this prenup we are both very very interested in the prenup yeah 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 great perfect <laughs> in the process um two we, rich women you gotta be absolutely yeah um and once that's shored up i want to go to tulum 
and just rent out an entire resort. Oh, I love that. For just our friends. Great. Whole, I want the whole thing. That's going to be difficult to do. We're going to have to kick some people out. Right. That's okay. <laughs> and we rent the entire resort and we fly all of our friends here and everybody, everybody chills for the week. Wow. Love Every it. day is a different party. And then on the day before the last that. day, that's the actual wedding. Yes. Or we do it on the first day. So and everybody just drunk the, the rest of the yeah. time. <laughs> Now, I'm surprised at you saying courthouse because I think I kind of think of you as big dress, big dress photo fancy. moment. Yes. So it's yes and no. Okay. Like, I feel like I have I'm so seen by everyone. Sure. I think people would love to see me in a princess. That's just me asking for that. That's kill. what I want. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people want that. <laughs> and that's going to be great. And I'll keep it on for 15 minutes, which is enough time to walk down the aisle. <laughs> and I'm putting on my J's. Okay. Sure. I got to put my Jordans on and I got to put on my Hoochie Mama shorts because I'm twerking yeah. at my reception. <laughs> and you know what you can't twerk in? A, a princess, princess gown. gown. <laughs> that's totally right. That is, a, that is right. You got to get like the, the photo and then you change and then i change and then get and i'm gonna put on that. a short set and i'll even put on a tie for the people if they like it um, but i am twerking the whole time i'm gonna be drunk we will not have mixers at our bar so guess what pure liquor pure <laughs> liquor let's do it and see what these videos look like and no. look back in 10 years <laughs> i hope you know i'm just showing up i'm gonna find out when your wedding Absolutely. is no i'm sending you an invite i'm because y'all gotta come i'm coming we're gonna be turned up i'm ready if you've never been to a black wedding <laughs> It's a fun time. <laughs> you know, there are weddings where people are really concerned with the looks of things. Yeah. Black people are concerned about two things. The DJ. Yeah. And the drinks. Sure. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> it's it. everybody on the floor the whole night. Yeah. If you want to work out for the next six months in three hours, yeah. that's where you need to be. <laughs> Do you guys have an idea of what, what would your song so our song is Anita Baker's Giving You the Best That I Got, which yes. is hard for us, which is why we got to wait until she figures out her master stuff. She's telling people not to stream her music and stuff right now because yep. she's trying to get her masters. So now we got to wait on that. But that's our song because it describes us like we were singular. We were happy, but we yeah. really do give each other the best that we have. Um, and then from there. <laughs> right. I it's whistle wait. while you twerk. Yeah. You gang twins. <laughs> That even flow right just, into just that, right, and we can go right into oh, it. I love giving it. you the best that I got. Like we're gonna have a DJ mix it, and right there around that mid mark, now it's whistle while you twerk. Everybody on the floor, let's do it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm com- like you don't, you have, don't to have send a me ball. an invite. I'm just coming. You I'm like, oh my god, ball. you're here. Too. That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. I'm, I'm here. here. I'm, I'm here. here. I'm gonna be like, did you bring your gift? <laughs> oh no, the gifts are. Trust, I'm, I'm paying my way. I'm paid to play, Danny. Don't worry, you, you are set. Pay to play. I'm coming in on a boat, and I'm like, hey, hey, girl. <laughs> it's gonna be a good time, Toot, though. Toot. I am excited. Kim is very laid back, but me and all my Southern family. Her and her family, they're all like, Where they're, they Chicago. They're, oh, they're Chicago. They're Chicago. Okay. So they're very, they're like highfalutin. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And they're fancy. And they're like, do you have the table settings? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't care about none of that. We're having ribs and macaroni and cheese. Yes. And we're going to be on the floor. Yeah. And then you're going to be blacked out. You won't even know. You won't even know. So I think there's going to, as we're planning, her mom and, and my mom are going to have a good time. Do they like each other? Do they get along? They do. They oh, get along great. beautifully. Our siblings awesome. get along with each other beautifully. It's so fun. But Kim is going to be like, does it have to be like this? And yes, it does. Because I want to have a good time. I don't want to have the fancy wedding where everybody's like, oh, it's so nice to see you. I don't care about none no. of that. I want everybody Drunk. to run up to people and be like, yes. what's up? Yes. I don't even know you, but I'm happy. 
And you know what, though? You, you're going to get the added bonus of a post-COVID wedding where people are, like, dying to just dying cough on each other. Get, and, like, just let me lick everyone's face. In the spaces. And, yes. Yes. And so I'm excited. So hopefully we can do it around, like, August, September. Amazing. Yeah, we're opening a restaurant. And so, like, all of these Wait, things. Wait, you're opening a restaurant? Yeah, Kim and I are opening our first restaurant. You really sleep four hours? Let's, four hours seems like a lot. It seems like a lot, right? It's like three-ish. Um, but, yeah, no, we're opening our first uh, restaurant. Amazing. Yeah. And it's Wait, like, what restaurant? So what we're can you it? tell us? So it's really cool. We hope to open. We hope to be open by August. We're in the construction section uh-huh. now. And it is th- called 1308 Chicago. We are focusing on cocktails. Yeah. You know, um, we notice that a lot of black restaurant concepts do not, you know, cocktails are secondary, food is first. Okay. And food is important, but cocktails, okay? okay. And so we want to be like, um, if anybody's been to the aviary in Chicago, sure. which is owned by the same people who own Alenia, which is an amazing space. Yeah. And like, we want our cocktail game to be up there. And so we're going, we're coming in swinging. Oh my God. Yeah, that's going to be great. That's amazing. <laughs> so oh. we working. <laughs> I can just go home and feel like I haven't done enough in my life now. But that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm excited. Well, now I know where I'm going when I come to Chicago. Absolutely. That rules. Oh, yes. I love that. Danny, I am. This has just been the joy of my good life. Good times. Good times. Always. And I'm so happy. And this was just so wonderful. We really ran the gamut on this I was one. Say, we all covered it all. Like <laughs> Jeff Bezos, apologist over here. Nobody's going to listen to this whole thing. I, oh, no. no. Everyone's going to listen. <laughs> Do you know? I still get comments being like, oh, I just listened to your episode. Like, it's been months. That's nuts. You better be read. There's going to be like headlines about let's, this. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> and be like, right. Exactly. Exactly. I invited myself to your wedding. I'm going to call I'm like, how much money we got? We got to get a boat. We got to get a boat. Is the boat coming? The boat ain't coming. You know what? She tricked me about the boat, but she bought me a house. (laughs) Okay. I'll take, right, we'll take the it's house. We'll take the house. It's fine. But give me a few years. I if, I stop giving, if I stop giving away so much money, I could get my boat. Unfortunately, I, I'm not going to stop. And so <laughs> it's going to take about five years and then I'll have my boat. Do you have a n- name for your boat ready? Babbage. She just dropped. She didn't have to think. That t- didn't even have to think. This is the bad bitch. And what kind she of is boat? approaching us? I need a yacht. <laughs> we have the bad bitch out here. <laughs> the bad bitch. The bad You're bitch is here. Absolutely. Right. Both. You know, it's like you got to do the thing. It's, it's a thing now. <laughs> Amazing. Danny, thank you so much for just like oh, everything. Just, just being doing, you. That's it. <laughs> just being you. Tell Nate I said hi. Of course. <laughs> Tell everyone I said of hi. Course. I can't wait for my first trip to Chicago. I hope the restaurants open i'll be there in my semicolon it's, it's shirt like, could you because yes. you didn't wear it here i know it was a fail I'm you could have done better i didn't do that you could have done better it's disappointing girl wear um. your shirt that's <laughs> <laughs> rachel hollis if you're out there stop writing books stop it <laughs> all right you guys i am going to try to link to as much as what we talked about if you're in the market for a boat just contact danny she'll tell you what to i got get. i got she'll you. tell you what to get but if you're also in the market for some travel perfume especially now that we're thinking about traveling yes. yay yes she has the hookup i'll get you that link and i'll see you next week for another episode